to a Hope 103.2 podcast. Years ago, after singing and preaching in a church in Adelaide, a girl in a wheelchair came up to me and said, excuse me, can we please talk? She spoke in very slurred speech. I grabbed a chair and sat down. For the next half hour or so, she explained her story. She'd been in a serious car accident with some friends and had been severely injured. For the first 11 weeks, she was in a coma and it wasn't clear what her situation would be. When she eventually came out of the coma, the doctors realised that she had lost her ability to walk, talk and write. She remained in hospital for many, many more months and recovery was very slow. The night I met her, she was still unable to walk but her speech was improving steadily. Her name was Tiffany. She was just 18. As she told me this story, frankly, I was very moved. I asked if we could keep in touch, and so she reached into her handbag, pulled out a couple of photos of herself, and on the back of one of them began to scribble her name and address. I took the photos, looked at them, and could hardly believe my eyes. They were shots taken just before the accident. And they were modelling shots. And she was gorgeous. It turns out that was her dream, to be a model. She had just got this little portfolio together before the accident. As I said goodbye, I couldn't help thinking of everything she had lost. Her modelling ambitions, um, some friends, and her fair share of guys, as you might imagine. Strangely, though, she doesn't quite see her situation like that. For all her loss, she also feels she's gained. Her letters to me since that time contain some of the most uplifting and positive things you could ever hope to read. This tragic experience has taught her things which I think many of us need to learn if we're going to know anything about true happiness. She's discovered that the most valuable things in life are inside qualities, not outside images. I'll tell you more about Tiffany's story um, tomorrow night. I wanted to tell you just a little about her now because meeting her has caused me to do some serious thinking about what you might call the beauty myth. As I was preparing this talk, I had about 10 copies of various magazines around me. It was research, of course. And browsing at the front covers, one topic steals the limelight. Image. Here are some of the front cover headlines. Keep it off. How not to be fat at 30. Or 20 essentials for dressing like a model or haircuts that could change your life, or fashion with passion. (laughs) Sounds very funny when you read them out like that. Fashion-conscious teenagers, you know, aren't the only ones who are into image. You know, in the grown-up Sydney Morning Herald, I found an advertisement for a business seminar all about how to dress. Here's part of the ad. Successful people know that you must look good to succeed. You always make some kind of statement with the way you dress, powerful or inept. People think that the way they dress doesn't really matter, but it really does. The most public thing about you is the way you look. Dress right, get what you want. Come and find out how you can get whatever you want through your image. Dressing to win. In only one afternoon, you can change your life. It's only $95. Well, you don't have to be a social psychologist to work out that in Australia, the quest for the look has become an obsession. Of course, there's nothing at all wrong with wanting to look good. All of us appreciate beauty. I wake up each morning next to the most gorgeous woman on the planet. But something quite sad is going on all around us. 
on almost every page of popular magazines, there is some hot-looking girl or some gorgeous-looking guy advertising or modelling something. Now, there's nothing wrong with that in principle. The magazine wouldn't sell if it had me on the front cover. The problem is that we're left with such a strong impression of the essential look that we attempt to imitate that look. And unfortunately for most of us, the look is often so far out of reach that we live in constant frustration and disappointment, never quite making it. Naomi Wolf is a leading feminist and intellectual. In her book, The Beauty Myth, she says that in recent times, quote, the weight of models plummeted to 23% below that of ordinary women. That means that if, for example, the average woman weighed a healthy 65 kilos, the average model would be an unhealthy 50 kilos. Try an exercise next time you're on the bus or some other public place. Look through your favourite magazine, choose 10 pictures at random and see how many of them you would consider to have the look. Probably most of them, right? Then glance up and down the bus, count 10 people at random and see how they compare. This may sound like a silly thing to do, but it does show that the fashion world has very little in common with reality. And there's the problem. These models become unrealistic role models. What happens when a 16-year-old girl pours over her favourite magazine or watches the beauties on MTV and then peers in the mirror? What happens when she wants to look like her favourite model, who's now become her role model, but she simply can't? Well, I guess for most of us it's no major drama. For others, though, it becomes this driving, even desperate obsession Moods swing up and down, friends turn into cows, and envy, jealousy, and backstabbing take over. According to one survey, every day, 67% of women feel guilty about eating. 73% envy another woman's body. And 58% feel depressed about their weight. And this is without introducing a discussion about the tragic topic of eating disorders, which of course aren't caused by the fashion industry, but they're certainly not helped by it either. And blokes, we're not immune either. We've got our own beauty myth, what you might call the hunk myth. A recent report revealed, quote, an extensive black market for steroids in gyms and high schools. Apparently the drugs are being used for cosmetic, not competitive purposes. In the Sydney Morning Herald's um, Good Weekend, there was a cover story entitled Selling by Mail. In it, they commented, Those bodies that Australian men have been proud to ignore, that they filled with nicotine, alcohol and meat pies, are suddenly in the spotlight and everyone is staring. Regardless of when Australian men lost their comfy cardigan image, the muscle movement is here and it's gathering momentum and its consequences are only too familiar to women. Now, I must admit, I don't know how many times I've driven past some huge poster ad with a muscle-bound bloke showing off his goods, and I've tried to distract my wife from looking and comparing. Whether with women or men, the fashion industry has set such an unhealthy standard that those who try to imitate virtually any popular model of today are bound for disappointment. But Jesus said, Do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. Life is more than food, and the body more than clothes. And tomorrow night, 
I want to talk about how what Jesus said helps us to survive and thrive beyond the beauty myth. Hope 103.2. Thanks for listening.